Sweet Oaken Bros. We just spent episode five. We just spent ninety minutes fixing the lights, and we still just can't. And get we it still right. can't. I should have went to school for this shit. I don't. I'm like keeping my face like this because I look like oh, I have a half moon. We have like shadows. I don't know how the professional podcasters do it. It looks fine. Yeah, whatever. That was brutal. Can you imagine setting up for a shot for a movie, like to do a car crash or something? You know what Dad used to say? Get don't, the, don't, get, don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to quit my day job. How's my face look? Does it matter Great. at this point? Thanks. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, same. You look like you honestly look like the devil. Maybe that's a good thing. No, it doesn't. Dude, don't pop. What are you doing with your phone? Mom just texted us. Yeah, she did. So we messed with the lighting. We made it worse. Maybe it could be our backdrops. Anthony, maybe, we need your help, dude. Maybe we're overthinking everything. Yeah, I know. It looks really professional. It looks cool, but just the lighting. I don't know how people yeah, like, do it. I look all right. And then. No, you don't. You look horrible. It's like you have fucking JC Penny bags under your eyes. My allergies. I get that stuff looked at. On that main camera, I am. On that main camera is not bad. We look fine. Well, maybe we'll just. We look like Brad Pitt and George Clooney on this main camera, and on those other cameras, we look like like the where the wild things are. Those creatures. <laughs> so, what do we want to cover today? We wanted to talk about more. Well, you know, actually, what I wanted to talk about was how long did it take you to get home yesterday from the city? We live twenty five miles from the city. Manhattan. Yeah. From Manhattan, sorry. From New York City. How long did it take you to get home? Mom and I went for a lunch meeting. We were Balthazar. Amazing. It was great. We, where we where is that Balthazar? Balthazar, right? 80 Spring Street. Not plugging Balthazar. Yes, not you paying. are. So how does that work? Like if I mention something that I like, does that mean that like I'm plugging it? Because like they're not paying me to say this. I don't know. Dude, I think you would have to say that you're, you're a professional podcast. By, you should know. We're sponsored we're, by oh, Balthazar. So <laughs> not even On close. Spring Street. <laughs> maybe one day we went for a lunch meeting with a client it was awesome the food was great we got to about oh i mean there were three parking lots that were sold out and we i didn't take a car in yesterday i drove in i drove yeah, mom because we in. were too busy we were slammed i didn't want to waste the car on mom and me so i figured i'll just go find a parking spot and i'll go i'll uh, i'll park the car it took three th there were three lots i don't think i told you that there were three lots that were sold out and i found one on mercer down by mercer and broom where like I parked the car, whatever, I walked a couple blocks. We had a two-hour lunch, amazing, perfect. One of the best cheeseburgers I've had, no bun, blah, blah, blah. And um, we left at like 2.20. Like we were in the car at 2.20. I didn't pull into my house until five o'clock. What's crazy about that is that it's not even, it's not even rush hour. It, I, I couldn't believe the amount of cars that were on the Long Island Expressway and Waze couldn't take me anywhere else. First, Waze wanted to take me through Nowhere Brooklyn. Nowhere that we could fix that. Right. Yeah. I have a conspiracy about Waze. You want to know what my conspiracy is? Tell me. We should turn this into a conspiracy theory channel, right? Can you imagine? Okenbro's conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy podcast. podcast. I think Waze sometimes takes you to places where people are advertising. They take you that route. They take you that route. Right. Like I took mom today. We went out to... um. Comac, she had to run an errand. So we came back. There was an accident on the LIE, but it took me like through Bethpage and Hicksville and like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts on the right, Starbucks on the left. Right. You know? I wouldn't put it past them. Well, Honestly. Sure. Right. Like, I, I think that that's just. Right. It took, it took mom and me and it was great. We were listening to the Critical Drinker 
big, big fan of The Critical Drinker. I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but he does these movie yeah, reviews the, drunk. The Critical Drinker on YouTube, we're pretty sure it's a persona. You know, like oh, he, it has he, to be. He's acting. I mean, that, but, we but should do a drunk podcast, you and me. I mean, oh, <laughs> <laughs> imagine divulging all like our clients. And yeah, no, he he talks about film in a way that, as a writer, you yeah. identify with it. As someone who's creative and and who appreciates films and books and and story arcs and the hero's journey and whatnot. Um, so we listened to the Critical Drinker the entire way. We listened to his Stranger Things podcast. We listened to his um, uh, he did um. Clan of the Cave Bear, like a forgotten review of Clan of the Cave Bear, Cl- right. Cave Bear with Daryl Hannah, and he did a Resident Evil um, review. And we just listened to him, but like it literally took two hours and forty minutes. And every other car was an Uber car until you hit Nassau, the Nassau border. Right. Every car from Manhattan to the border of Nassau, like where Cross Island Parkway begins, mm-hmm. it was an Uber car. So I think this is perfect segue into what we actually should talk about today. I don't want to talk about Uber again. No, no, not enough about Uber. Your writing career, yeah. if we can call it a career, but your writing endeavors. I think it's a career. You know, you're writing. Um, you know, we're 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 trying to make it, and and like everything else, like this podcast, like BLS, like the writing career, it's a team effort, and everyone's involved. Um, how do you know? Let's talk about self-publishing. Let's talk about the the success that you had there, and the tools that we used to uh to, to make it work and to get noticed. So. How did you start writing? I've been writing, albeit poorly, <clears throat> albeit poorly since I'm 15 years old. You know, I, I, I always loved to write. I wrote stories in kindergarten. It was always something that was easy for me. I was never a math and science guy. And um, feel free to interject whenever. And we really should eventually have Brittany on the podcast. Brittany was the one who took yeah, my- Brittany is our mom, as our, as our publicist that on the book side. And She's unbelievable. Yeah. Big shout out to Brittany Bass. Um. I'll take you through the journey because it really was a journey and you had a front row seat to the highs and the lows and right. you know what occurred during this writing thing. So obviously like transportation was our bread and butter, right? Like we came to work every day, six o'clock, five thirty, right. six o'clock in the morning. We were always here. But after things settled down, you know, like I was never big into TV. Like we, we used to watch Home Improvement in the Wonder Years when we were younger. The Simpsons on Sunday night, you know, I, I still like to watch football. But there was never anything that was like holding me back in the evening hours. Like there was never really good TV, right? So what I started doing was um, I got really big into the law of attraction, right? We did The Secret, Science of Getting Rich. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. So I yep. did Tony Robbins in September 2002. I just came out of a really crazy relationship. Um, it was, you know, nice girl. Just it didn't work out. And we... Um, uh, I needed, I need to get, take my life to the next level. Like I just hit my, you know, like mid twenties and I want to get to that next early Mm twenties. I want to get to that next level. So I did Anthony Robbins and I wrote down all my goals and everything. And, you know, fast forward, this really is in that book, just ask the universe I wrote. And you fast forward to a few years later and like, I looked at my list and everything came to to, to pass that everything I wrote down in Anthony Robbins in September, 2002, fast forward to like September, 2005, three years later and everything happened. Right. And so, then you're like, maybe I should amp this up. If, so, if, this, exactly. if this is working, what else do I want to do with my life? Correct. So then I, that I, so if Tony Robbins worked, and then I looked into the secret, and then I, you know, then I found Wallace Waddles, and then I found Joseph Murphy, and then I found Florence Scovelshin, and all these people who had the secret before even there was a secret, right? The secret brought it to light, mm-hmm. to light. <laughs> these fucking lights. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I sat down one day and I said, I'm going to buy the domain before I even write the book. And I bought the domain, just ask the universe. And I said, I'm going to write a book. We always spoke about writing books, right? Like we always drive home. And we, this was right around when create space just opened up. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. So big Amazon fan, um, Amazon, I was on Amazon one day and I was, it was like a fortuitous thing. I wasn't looking for it, but it said, I scrolled all the way down. It said self publish with us. And I said, man, I, I'm going to write my book. And I bought the domain, just ask the universe. And I literally sat down and it took me three weeks to write this hundred page book. And he, we chose, he chose the name Michael Samuels, which Samuel is Michael's middle name. Yeah. So don't, that, don't reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> so he just chose the pen name of Michael Samuels because, right. uh, you know, we didn't want to associate it with BLS. Correct. And I didn't want, that's exactly right. I didn't want anything to cross contaminate. Between mm -hmm. BLS and, you know, I didn't want Michael Oaken. It's funny how now today. Well, I'll get to it's that. Just, but it's just different how um, you, you're, you're so scared of being public. I know. Like there's something to hide. I was advised not to do it. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, so I chose Michael Samuels and it's still going. I mean, it's, it's uh, eight years later. So in 2011, I wrote Just Ask the Universe. And I self-published it and you made the cover and I knew I wanted sunflowers on it because our thoughts are things and, you know, your word is your wand. And um, well, also, I want to get into what, how you make a book cover. Yeah. And we'll get, to, yeah, well, yeah. No, well, you're on book cover. So let yeah. me, let me interject there for a little bit. Sure. Creating a book cover, you don't have to be a graphic designer. You have to have an idea and there's, there's multitudes of websites where you can hire freelancers. Mm -hmm. So my favorite one is called 99designs.com super easy website you basically say i'm going to pay 250 dollars for this book cover and then you're going to have a hundred designers come and submit designs to a brilliant idea and you can get anything you want designed there i have news for you the bls logo designed on 99 designs don't tell the competition that you know and there's 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 different packages it doesn't matter we you know the that that's that rectangle bls logo right that that we that we use that was designed on there it's and, amazing. And, I, and i picked a designer and and that's how that was and that's how that was done. Every single book cover we've ever done. And I mean, we've published seventy-five books total. I think it's more at this point. All of those books were done on ninety-nine designs. Well, you your creative vision for the book cover, like I I couldn't I have an idea of what I want the book book cover to be like, mm -hmm. but you were the one that that took over that role. You know, right. I wrote the manuscript, um, mom edited the hell out of it. And then you said, this is how we're going to design the cover. So really, Michael Samuels was a trifecta, right? It was, right. Well, it was a like anything list. else. It's a brand, not, you know, like not one person represents uh, BLS and not in and, and any writing career. It's going to be the same thing. Of course. You're not some brooding writer sitting behind a typewriter. Pulling my hair out of my head. <laughs> and don't touch my art. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, to do it the right way, you have to treat it like a business. But anyway, that's the deal with creating art. And creating covers. Google's your friend. Go to 99designs. There's freelancer.com. Upwork. That's fascinating. The general, shout out to Harvey. Harvey's unbelievable. Harvey Who's is Harvey? Our editor. For, for this? The yeah, for, oh, the, for the podcast. Okay. So I send him uh, these files. It takes like two, two hours to upload to Dropbox. Right. And um, I share the file with him. Right. He edits it. He makes one master copy. So we're, you know, because his we, turnaround we have, is unbelievable yeah, in less than a day. So in, in he'll, we have up to, we could have up to five cameras working. So he'll edit the shots. So when I'm talking, it looks at me when we're laughing, it's looking at both of us on the overhead right. shot. 
Right. And then when you're talking, it's looking at you. And you, and you found Harvey online? On Upwork.com. So I, I looked at him, I saw his portfolio, and I'm like, he actually, he was the first one that responded. Mm-hmm. So I like that. And he actually had a decent resume. And I'm like, you know what? And you know, he didn't have a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a ton of hours. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I can give him uh, a leg up on that platform. Love it. It's hard to get made. Yeah, it's, no. it's, hard to, it's hard to go over that top. Right. So I send them that thing and we chat on the Upwork chat tool. Mm-hmm. And then he'll send me back the final cut of this. And then uh, either you or me will go through the 40 or 55 minutes. You take out some clips. And then we'll say from one minute and 30 seconds to two minutes and 15 seconds, clip that section. And then he goes and subtitles it. It's amazing. And um, it's awesome. And it's inexpensive. Big shout out to Harvey. Yeah. Thank you, no, Harvey. This yeah, is Harvey's it's a pleasure. Awesome. You, you make us look really good. And not only that, he gave me a ton of advice on places to upload, on how to do things. Really? And I have to see what he can do about editing these lights. <sighs> Brutal. Was, so well, he can you know he can put like a different filter exposure. Sure. So Harvey, help, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. These faces. Uh, I mean, sitting across America, he bags. looks demonic. These bags under our bags eyes. Under eyes. I know. Like I feel really good too. I'm surprised that they're there, but whatever the case. I so, so anyway, getting back to wrote, so that's that's how that's how I we do all of our design work. Um, get back to writing Just Ask the Universe. So I wrote Just Ask the Universe and I put it online and mom and dad were so proud of me. I mean, you, it was cool. And I dedicated it to my son, Alex. He, I didn't have a daughter at that point, but Alex really taught me you know, what it was to ask and receive things. And I put it on Amazon and like the first six months, you know, you had like, you know, <clears> your, <throat> your friends that wrote some really shitty reviews and it's like, ha ha ha, you know, I don't really care. I wasn't, I kind of like this podcast. Kind of like, this like po- right? the hundred views that we got on the first episode. It's yes. like, people that know us i'm sure there are some right. you know your friends and it's called the friends and family reviews yeah it's the friends and families right. and associates and colleagues review. i'm waiting for gary v or anthony robbins to see this well yeah you know we're trying to you know not trying it'll I want happen t- i want you know i would i want a thousand views like that's next step bro patience yeah, no i know listen we're, if anything what has bl has taught you fucking patience i'm i'm not rushing you're the most impatient person all i'm saying is that i'm putting it out there that well, that's you know, the point of the book. Exactly. And, and that, so that's what I wrote just that. So I, I applied all these techniques and put it in a hundred page manual, all the stuff that's worked for our family over the last 20 plus years, where we thought what we wanted, we were clear on what we wanted. We wrote it down and we set it in the tense. That was the biggest thing that people would go, you know, I want oh, you're programming your subconscious mind that you have lacked. No, you're writing down a fucking goal. You're writing down something saying, I want to fly on a private airplane, right. okay? Now, when I wrote that down, when I wrote that down in Anthony Robbins, that was light years from where I was at that point in my life. I never, it's like me saying right now where we are in our position, I want to be the next Steven Spielberg and make the, the 30 greatest movies right. of all time. Or I want the Joe Rogan podcast. Right, I wanna have 2 million views on this podcast. That's how far away and foreign that it feels to say something that out of the ordinary, but that's the key. Right. That's you have to be so extraordinary and think out of the box. And because if you're thinking, I'm listening to Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, big shout out to Dr. Joe. I've been listening to him all like for the past two weeks on YouTube. He says, if you're living in the past, your thoughts are just going to continue to manifest from the past and you're going to be in a constant state of turmoil. Where if you're thinking of the future and, and planning your future, you have to think of your future. Yeah. And that's what Just Ask the Universe is. Your future is just as you've imagined. And if you imagine a good future of health, wealth, prosperity, 
that future will manifest for you. So I put out Just Ask the Universe, and I, I didn't really think anything of it. I knew I wanted to be successful, just like we want this podcast to be successful. Right. And then something happened. I don't know if it was a science algorithm that took it. Well, I don't, you, got, you got linked up to the secret. I got linked up to the secret. And I'm going to say it was the universe. I'm not going to say Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Jeff Bezos didn't see my book and go, we got to link this up to the secret. I'm going to say that was the universe responding to me Mm -hmm. and my want. And I got linked up to the secret and the book took off Mm -hmm. to this day, to this day. I'm almost at a thousand reviews. I don't know what's happening now with Amazon that it won't get me to a thousand reviews. But every time I hit like nine, nine, eight, it drops me back down to nine, nine, one. At its height, how many books were you selling a month? (sighs) 4,000 a month. Yeah, four or five thousand. And keep in mind, we, we had it for sale for ninety nine cents because yeah, it, was, I, it was never about the money. It was that's exactly right. It was never about the money. It was about helping people, and yeah. it was about creating a platform to say, "Listen, this worked for my family." But not me. only that, just as the universe was an experiment to show that it can work, it did because, and it does right. And and I'm not trying to hawk books. I hate when like people it's, like, it's "Oh, very, where can we find hard. your books?" It's like just go on Amazon and find them. Yeah, it's very hard to make money from books. And if you're going about it that you want to make money from books, it, it's it's a passion. Correct. And there's there's one Stephen King and there's one J.K. Rowling and there's yes. one you know those are two authors that I know because I don't like reading. Right. But <laughs> you read my books, of course. I read your books, but begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. I actually I put a gun to your head and said, read this. Well, actually, how how I did read them and listen to them was we would sit down in the office every day in the morning and we Michael and my mom would read it to each other. And we would come through every sentence. And they would go through every single sentence, just going through it and then saying, No, 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 do this, 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 and this. Let's let's come up with this scene. Let's come up with that scene. Just well that um, was when he started writing fiction. Well, hold on. So what happened was I wrote Just Ask the Universe and then it gave us a cushion to start publishing more. Then I dared mom. We were in her pool. We were like swimming on one Sunday. I said, I dare you to write a children's book. And we'll get mom on here for that podcast. But then I said, Man, if Just Ask the Universe worked, I'm gonna keep going. So then I wrote the university which was, you know, a spiritual, um, a spiritual education using the law of attraction. And that wasn't as a runaway hit as Jatu was. Jatu's just as the universe. It's also, a, I think, no, it's Jakku. That's a star, planet on Star Wars. Um, then I wrote Keep Calm and uh, Ask On. That's my favorite cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you look that up, you know, we should get all the books in here and I'll show them on the camera. And next time. But uh, that's, it's a smiley face and it's Keep Calm and Ask On. Right. Well, we were big into the tribe then. so we were you know watching the chive and we were heavily influenced by the chive so keep common ask on listen they're they're one of the most positive websites on the internet and their mantra of no politics here just come good times just come to relax and have good times. that's what i want this podcast to be like yeah yeah well honestly i want to help people because everybody thinks about starting a podcast everybody thinks about writing a book and we did it and let me tell you something. If we can do it, <laughs> if we can do it, anybody can do the it. Only this thing is it not takes, hard. The only thing it takes is to actually take action. Yep. And that's the final chapter in Just Ask the Universe. So you could want a million dollars, you know, but how are you going to go and get well, that? You know, when we first, I just first started the, the, my journey on LinkedIn, right. first we started by posting a picture, then we started by posting, uh, you know, by writing something profound. Right. And then all of a sudden you stop being scared of it and then you take a picture of yourself mm-hmm. and then you take a video. But from from starting this podcast to when we first started exposing ourselves online, so to speak, right. it was a year and a half. I sat on what are we going to say that's going to bring value to people for a year and a half right. before we just did it. 
it's it's definitely I, I just got a text message today from one of our good friends. Um he wants to be on this podcast. He's he's in the he's in the corporate millennial Who, world. Who's is, is no, that, no, 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 no. Well, big no. shout out to Greg Tanner, who's high pitch. Um, but no, um, I, I could mention Harris Bieber. We used to play poker with him all the time. Harris yeah, is a great kid. He's the, the CMO of Vimeo, and he said, "Name the day. I want. I want to be on that podcast." Yeah, and online, um, Adam and uh, Adam Holzer, Adam Holzer, yep. and yeah. uh, the gentleman from Jersey. What's his name? Stephen Schenker. Steve. Right? Yeah, Steve. Steve he, he wants to be on, but yeah, everyone's more Charlie. Than Charlie. 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 Uncle Horky. Charlie. Charlie Horky wants to come on. Charlie Horky, our our idol. Right? Charlie Horky <laughs> was a limo celebrity before there was a limo celebrity. Yeah, Char- Charlie wrote the book on how to be a rock star in the limo world. Yeah. And we're just taking a page of his book. Absolutely. You know? So anyway, so I wrote Just Ask the Universe. I wrote the university and I wrote uh, Keep Calm and Ask On. And we were, we were in a par- I was in the parking lot and I just came into work and mom came running out to me. We were in Beth Page at this point. She's like, you have to change your name and you have to start taking your screenplays and start turning them into novels. And I'm like, what? Well, uh, did you did you say that you used to write screenplays when you were a kid? I did not. Well, I, yeah, well I've, I've always right. Okay, yeah, Michael so. Michael always wrote, and it was he, my therapy. But I didn't write to become rich and famous. I knew that was going to happen well, eventually. You loved movies growing up. Yeah, still do. So his only outlet, the easiest outlet for that, is not obviously lighting and doing <laughs> directing and stuff. It's writing. That's much. Right. I had a very I had a very robust imagination. Right, and the idea of. I always had this crazy imagination. I'd be sitting in school and just daydreaming, and I eventually just put those thoughts down on paper. I mean, that was my only outlet to, you know, as my quote unquote therapy, it calmed me down. So in college, I was telling Alex and Kayla this yesterday. They're like, "When was the, what was the first thing you wrote?" And I'm like, "Well, Alex I wrote, and Kayla are Michael's children." Yeah, I I wrote I wrote a um, slice of life. I wrote slice of life, but I I was but there was like. 20 i wrote i wrote um bringing down the house i read that book by ben mesrich and i said this has to be a great movie so i took that and i adapted it and um mom mom made a call to a producer and i met with him i lived the fantasy in college of submitting a script to a producer he's like kiddo you know keep writing don't ever stop you know what sid gannis that's who it was sid gannis he's been a client of ours forever and he was the one that gave me an opportunity to sit in his office and i remember that yep yep yep. i remember that and and you know, that was he, when he, he, was, he said was, to me, don't quit your day job though. He yeah. said, he said, keep working for mom and dad. He's like, learn what mom and dad have to teach you and get an education through them. He's like, but don't stop writing. I wrote fever. I wrote, um, heavenwood. I, I wrote Stillwell. I wrote, um, uh, brood 10. So I had, so what happened? That was all throughout college. Then after college, I went, I got my MBA, the whole nine yards. I came here, I was working. And then, you know, Sharon and I settled down and we met, and, you know, then it was like, all right. So mom said, take all your stuff, take all your scripts and start turning them into novels. So we chose, what would domain, we got the domain first. We chose Michael Philip Cash. Philip, because I'm a, I was a huge, at that time, I'm still, I still am. I was a huge Philip Seymour Hoffman fan. It was, I wanted to be Michael Daniel from Daniel Plainview because There Will Be Blood was my, our favorite right. movie of yeah. all time. And uh, Cash, because I was listening to a lot of Johnny Cash. And it turned out that, you know, like you were a part of Michael Philip Cash because you designed all my covers Mm -hmm. and you helped with a ton of story. And mom helped me edit the shit out of those books. Could not have do it without mom. I'd be nothing. If we honestly without the two of you and dad's backing, clearly dad's saying, all right, I'll I'll dump a couple hundred bucks behind this to make the books work. Like, you know, I wasn't coming out of my pocket. So, um. So I started taking my old scripts and I started turning them into novels and mom created this online persona for me. Yeah. If you go, you know, just Google Michael Philip Cash. That's- and she put me all over the internet, her and Brittany specifically uh-huh. put me all over the internet. And, and it was, it was, it was pretty crazy because I was doing these interviews 
And we were selling crazy amounts of books. We were selling, we, it was, it was a really nice business. It wasn't BLS numbers. Wasn't certainly Microsoft numbers, but it was we made, respectable. We made, we made a we made a little bit of money, nothing that you can live off of, but it but it, it supported paying for a new paying for a new cover. Correct. It supports Britney's salary. Correct. It's a you know it it supports enough where you know okay we can keep we can keep going at this without feeling that it's a waste of time. Right. And plus, you know, more than anything, it's a passion project. Mom absolutely loves writing. Yeah. You love doing what you're doing. Oh, I love it. And it's it, so, so I continued it and I started pumping out these books turn because I had the, I had the intellectual property of a screenplay. It's really the reverse. You have the book and then you turn it into a screenplay, but I had the intellectual property of, of 110 pages screenplay. So I started putting them into novels and then I'm going to fast forward through all that because we, we're pumping out about four a year, five a year. Mm-hmm. Um, all while doing BLS. All while doing it. BLS. It was yeah. really a nighttime thing for me. Yeah. I would go home at night. You know, The kids were young and I'd put them to bed. Sharon, I would tuck Sharon in. I would tuck my kids in. And I would just go to the den. I put on the travel channel. It was a big inspiration. Of, you know, I loved watching ghost adventures and all that stuff. And it was, it was nice to see people's reactions. And you, re, you, you bounce, you get ideas from that. And um, Saturday, it was a Saturday where I got, Mom called me. She's like, check your Facebook. And I, I wasn't personally on Facebook, but Michael Philip Cash was on Facebook. And it was a guy whose name was Keith. Big shout out to Keith for propelling me. And he says, I just got your book, Monsterland. Monsterland is about um, a theme park with werewolves, vampires, and zombies. That was my like, you know. Uh, m- and the, for the record the now, that's published under his, right. re- his real name. Correct. But that was self-published. In yeah, 2014. That, that, that was, the original right. version was self-published and then we converted it to a, he got. Well, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to how it, how it got to that point. And if I'm talking too much, you could interject at any time. And this guy, Keith said, uh, he's like, I want to represent you. Now I was an indie. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this little, little indie just, sensation just for the record. Be careful of the names you're going to say now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I could talk about my representation because they're all on my website, That's fine. but I'm not going to be able to, I'm not talking about where the books have yeah. gone. Yeah. Believe me, <laughs> Susan would hang me by my balls <laughs> if she knew that I was saying where I'm meeting with. So anyway, um, Keith said, I want to, um, I want to represent you. I can get you, I can get your book published and I can get you, you know, get it, uh, optioned and all that. I'm like, fantastic. What do I have to do? And he, uh, he's, he's like, I'll send you a contract. I can't read a contract, I, you know, especially an entertainment contract. And I had no ties to the entertainment industry. So really like this, this fortuitous circumstance two months before he called me i i, I read voracious i'm a voracious reader i love yeah, you you were especially reading books about writing books how to about, tell a story about yeah. joseph campbell uh best book ever and i actually read this book save the cat the last screenwriting book you will ever need it's to now a lot of screenwriters but, you know, but it's not even just a screenwriting book it's a yes. storytelling yes book, and you take that with you wherever yeah. you are now going a lot for, a, for doing sales a lot of guys like Brian Koppelman, my heroes, Brian Koppelman, Quentin Tarantino, they don't adhere to that, right? No. no. Th- those, those guys who make films, they're not reading Save the Cat, right? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That, that was not beat for beat of anything. That was right. what Quentin Tarantino wanted to write, how he wanted to write. He's Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. And eventually, I will get there. And I'm saying it seriously because that's where I want to be eventually at one point in my life. So he sent me a contract. Two months before he, he sent me a contract, I'm reading a book. And it's called How to Sell a Screenplay in Hollywood or something like that. It was written by the late, great Sid Field. This guy wrote the book. James Cameron studied under Sid Field. Peter Jackson studied under Sid Field on how to tell a story. 
And the movie he was talking about in this book was Top Gun. That's how old this book was. It was 1986. It was written. Not the, uh, not the new not, one. Not the new Top Gun. Not the new Top Gun, the 1986 version uh, with Kelly McGinnis. Um, and in the book, I'm reading about an entertainment attorney and her name is Susan Grode. I'm like, so when he says, I'm going to send you a contract, the first thought that came up in my head is I got to contact an entertainment attorney. So I looked, in, I looked at this, this book and I said, oh, Susan Grode is an entertainment attorney. Instead of Googling it, I had this book. I said, oh, I'll just contact her. So I looked her up online and I wrote her. Cold email. Cold email. And I, st- I still look at that email. I look at it about twice a year just to remember where it all started. And I wrote her and I said, um, hi, Ms. Grode. My name is Mike Loken. Uh, and it was coming from my BLS account. Just don't, don't reveal who her clients are and stuff. Never. Like that. Don't, don't never. Do any of that stuff. No, 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 no. I would never. Again, I don't want to be hung up yeah. Um, yeah. upside down on a tree by Susan because she would do that. And um, I wrote her an email. I told her how many books I self-published. I said, someone's interested in representing me. And I don't know how to read an uh, entertainment contract. Could she help me? A book contract. And I hit send. I've done a million queries, not really a million queries. I've done a million cold emails to people, primarily for BLS. I've never really tried to get my stuff read. A few people I've tried to ask, hey, can you read this? Can you read that? But it was never like a driving thing for me. So I sent an email to her. Literally, I think you left. I don't think you were even in the office. Literally three minutes later, my cell phone rang. And she's like, Michael. She's like, this is Susan Grode. I'm like, oh, uh, hi, Mrs. Grode. I was waiting to be admonished or something. She's like, do you know what? I've been a client of your parents' company, uh, BLS, for the last 35 years. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't want to cross-contaminate. I didn't want anyone to think that I reached out due to... She's like, not at all. She's like, you didn't even know I was a client. I'm like, that's the absolute truth. She goes, before you sign with this guy in London, she's like, don't do anything overseas yet. She's like, let me introduce you to my friend in Brooklyn. And I just want to mention Susan Grote has put on some of the most iconic characters on television. All right, she is. Yeah, just leave it at that. Uh, believe me, that's as far as I'm going with it. She's a powerhouse attorney. Okay, and you could look up who her family is. That's how amazing and successful these people are. They're the people behind the scenes running Hollywood. Um, and uh, she introduced me to this wonderful gentleman named Nick Mullendore in Brooklyn. She connected us via phone. Nick's like, "I'll meet you for lunch in Brooklyn." A week later, I had lunch with him. I told him about my projects that I've had and all this stuff, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to sign you." signs me. So now I have a literary agent and his job is to go in and take a manuscript or a previous book I've written and then try and get it published. And, um, the night that I got back, I'm like, you know, mom, dad, Eric, Sharon, you know, kids, I got a literary agent. Like I have someone who's going to represent me now. I'm no longer an indie. Susan's office called me and she got on the phone and she's like, I'm going to sign you too. I think she was testing me to see if I was like, I was like a douchebag or something. If I was like some asshole writer. Well, well, look, you know, <laughs> that'll be for the audience to decide. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm sure they could tell this, this shining personality is not a douchebag writer, but anyway, um, she signs me. So now I have an entertainment attorney and I have a lit agent fast forward six months and she's, uh, you know, Nick's getting rejected everywhere. And I didn't care. Harper Collins rejected it. Simon Schuster didn't, you know, random house. Oh, it's all good. I got a lit agent. It's all good. Do what you have to do. So then he has a meeting with this um, lady in LA, an agent in LA, Kim Yao. Big shout out to Kim. And he's pitching her a book, uh, a romance novel. She's like, I'm not into romance. I'm into monsters. And that's what he was shopping around for me was Monsterland. And uh, she's like, let me read Monsterland. So she, he gives her Monsterland. And um, 
she's like, she's like, I want to have a call with him on Monday with Michael, me. And um, we had a call with Susan, Kim, and me, and Nick. And uh, she goes, if Nick gets this published, I will get this on every single producer's desk in Hollywood. She's like, this is, this is what I want. This is what I want to represent. Fast forward, Nick gets Kevin J. Anderson's Word Fire Press. Huge, huge, huge shout out to Kevin J. Anderson. He was the reason um, that yeah, he Mike, published Michael's book. Monsterland 1 and Monsterland Reanimated. Monsterland and Monsterland Reanimated. And now my new book, Witch's Protection Program, is coming out. And that was my that was my biggest selling self-published Michael Philip Cash book. And now it's being reissued under uh, the Word Fire Press banner with you know a few changes and whatnot. But Kim signed me. And um, so I got published. Well, you know, actually, yeah. um, we not when we started publishing the books, we didn't do 99 design for those book covers. I want to clarify something. Create Space did a couple of them for me. Well, no, no, no. For when we start when publishing under Michael Oaken, we um, were using right. Michael Mastermaker. Well, well, right. We got to that yeah, point. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So uh, Kevin J. Anderson had an artist and um, Eric didn't. It was Eric. It wasn't me. Eric didn't really agree with his art. So Eric, we went, I don't know how you found Michael Mastermaker. Sir Speedy. Sir Speedy. <laughs> yes. Our so guy that prints Evan, all of our cars. Evan Bloom, <laughs> Sir Speedy. Uh, this whole podcast know, is just how, shouting out to our like friends. But you know, but this is how this is how you you have to ask people for help. So we asked him for help, and he's like, you know what? I know a comic book guy. He he did comics from Marvel. I mean, like, and that, he, that's he's, he's a he, he teaches at a college, right? And his artwork is amazing. So Monsterland and Monsterland Reanimated, all Michael Mastermaker, and re, and it's his real name, and yeah, which is the, the coolest, coolest name ever, coolest name on the planet. So it's hand drawn. Yeah. So that's what's amazing about those book covers and the direction right. that we wanted to go with Monsterland. And if you Google that. Um, do Monsterland by Michael Oaken. Uh, we wanted to do a riff on Jurassic Park. If you go back to the original Jurassic Park cover, skeleton. it was the skeleton yeah. uh, of the on, T-Rex. on a white background, black skeleton, and yeah. then just Jurassic Park. And we <laughs> wanted to do something similar to that for Monsterland. Yeah. And I hope Steven Spielberg hears this. And, we, you know, I, I, by far, my favorite cover. 100%. Monster reanimated was great too with the blob on it the glob it still doesn't compare no i know it doesn't compare to susan said so 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 i own those images right susan did this whole thing where she you know where she made it where i own the trademark i don't understand or the copyright i don't understand any of that stuff that's that's what she does and she does it great um so right now uh monsterland is being shopped around and right now Witch's Protection Program, which comes out in two weeks, we're going to LA on Tuesday. We're going for a big party for our clients, but we're also going to meet, I'm also going to meet um, two studios. And it's been that. It's been, yeah, it's this been is, constant. This isn't the first go around. It's less, it's less exciting and it's there more- There are two modes. It's slow and stop. It's yeah. slow and no. Yeah. Slow like, we're interested, we're interested, we're interested, but and it takes it just, a year. And then it just fizzles out. And then it just says, no, we're not interested anymore. Or we moved on to another project, which is fine. Which is perfectly which, fine. Which it's frustrating. Extraordinarily because, frustrating. Because, you know, like, I don't want to say things are easy at BLS, but probably just because we know what we're doing so much that, you know, yeah, we can convert accounts. Yeah, you know, like, we know how to dispatch we cars. can add more cars to the fleet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, like, this is our day job. This is how we make our living. And then we went to Hollywood. And it's tough, man. It, yeah. It's, it's, but, it's, but I'm applying, I'm continuous. I don't know how to, I, I'm, to, a, I'm a continuously applying the rules that I learned in just ask the universe because so far it's been very successful. Got the agent, got the lit agent, got the entertainment attorney, got the film agent, got the publishing deal, got, you know, I think mom has a publicist or something working, 
you know, uh, we, mm-hmm. we got in with studios who were saying, yes, I'm interested. Yeah, I want to read right. it. Yeah, Which, I want- you know, it is, is, it's fun enough for itself. Great stories and, you know, for our grandchildren. Yes, Hello, yes. future grandchildren. Yes, yes, no, no. Yeah. And no, not yes, yes, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. Because it's going to happen. That's true. It's going to happen. We didn't come this far for it not to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. And I kept saying that in Just Ask the Universe. You could say, I want to fly private or I want to own my own plane or whatever. You don't know when it's going to happen. We don't own our own plane. One day. Maybe one day. We will one day. Yeah. We will. There's no doubt in my mind. But the question is, or a share of it at least, big shout out to the share companies out there. What are we going to do with, um, what are we going to do with, you know, if, if you say no, yes, yes, no, no. What you you're, so, you're, you're 100% so like, right. Okay, so what is the universe going to say? But I'm always... I'm the always, universe always says yes. Right. The universe always says yes. So if you're going to go, eh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. The universe is going to go, okay, yes. Right. You know? Uh, I just don't see Hollywood ever taking me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's going to take me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know one of my books is going to get optioned to main to a movie. Yes. We're going to be, be the biggest car service in the world. Oh, Yes. yes. <laughs> that's like that's, that that i know you know like <laughs> that's not uh, bigger than uber not but bi- yes not bigger than uber i don't want to be bigger than uber i don't want to drive the people that Uber's we already driving. make more money than uber we've made more money from uber from since mom and dad started this <laughs> with, in their their 12, with their 1200 loan <laughs> their first wedding made more money <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah we've we, the books our book business has made more money than uber Anyway, I they have an operating problem. But everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's the driver's fault. Whatever. I don't want to talk about Uber. (laughs) So anyway, so the screen, the screenplays. I'm still writing. It's definitely slowed down. What the difference between being an indie and being in the published Hollywood world, which I consider myself in the in the published Hollywood world right now. You have a team working for you, right? You have to hand the manuscript in. You don't design the cover. You don't. You can. You, you don't give, get you the give, meetings. You give your input, but yeah, we're 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 so used to being hands on control freaks, is what we call it. And like, we get things done. Make the meeting. Let's do this. Right. Let's do that. Let's move. Right. And then then Hollywood comes and says, no, 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 no. We're going to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been a slow slog to that first deal, but the journey has been unbelievable, and all the synchronicities that have happened. But that's what it's all about. It's, it's all about the journey. Right. And Steve Jobs said in his commencement, spe- uh, comm- commencement speech, um, he said, you can't connect the dots going forward. And that's the truth. You could only connect the dots going back. There's no way this is not going to not happen because right. all the pieces are being put into place. Mm-hmm. Right. And if for people struggling out there where they're not where they want to be, I'm still not where I want to be with the you're writing. Ne- but you ne- but you're, you're never where You'll you want to be. You'll never get there. Well, you're, listen, you're, when you're going to first hold the $100 million check and say, uh, you know, thanks for the book. We're opening the theme park for, based on your book. I can say we pretty much made it. Right. Right. Will that happen? Eventually. Bet you 10 bucks. It's not as soon. <laughs> I bet you 10 bucks that you're not going to say that I'm done. Oh, no, of course not. But, but saying I made it means you're done. You never make it. No, you don't. That's ne- very true. You never make it. No. No, there's always steps. It really is. It's the journey. So you connect the dots going backwards and you see the journey that you've been on. And yeah, it's long. Yeah, it takes forever. But what else what, is the, yeah, right. what, what else do you have to do? I like those get rich quick lawyer dudes, you know? 
You know, you submit yeah, the no, lawsuit. The only one getting rich are those lawyers. Exactly. But, you know, follow your dream. If you feel that you want to do something, just do it. Right. If you if you're put sitting finger, put fingered keyboard and and start writing. We play golf. Go buy a microphone. Go use an iPhone. Whatever. If you want to write a screenplay, have the dream, but take the action to do it. And that's where and everyone learn, falls short. But learn how to do it correctly. Learn go, the, on, yeah. go on YouTube. Right. Buy books. Save the cat and Every, your, yeah. your, your screenplay sucks. That's the other one. And you have to read screenplays. If you're interested in writing a script, I've written well over 40 screenplays. Mm-hmm. Well over 40 screenplays. And I look back at the ones that I originally wrote. It's like you pinch the bridge of your nose. You're like, Jesus Christ, what was I thinking when I wrote this? None of them have been made into movies yet. They've been turned into books that may get optioned to put into a film. But it was so much fun to do it. Of course. It didn't feel like work. When you do something you love, it does not feel like work. But when you're doing something you're absolutely, you feel like it's a chore. Writing to me was never a chore. What was, what's been your like, pa- I think social media for you now has been your passion. It's become uh, your passion. My, my, my passion is, um, is BLS. And like, that's, that's well, clearly, but, yeah. Yeah, but you know, listen, that's my first love. And I have a very clear, concise, um, mission goal mission goal that i know that i want to do and it's it's like breathing to me like taking on problems here or doing new projects here talking about it Mm -hmm. it's just easy and i can do it with my eyes closed Mm -hmm. but you know i i focus my my energy on bls Mm -hmm. and like and making the podcast um is an extension of that like mm-hmm. everything that I do is an extension of that. And, you know, giving my kids something that they can have when they're ready. That's my, that's my passion. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason why I do everything that I do is for your children. It's for my kids. I just want to be rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the kids. <laughs> sound like dad. I do sound like that. I understand now how dad felt when my, when I was unhappy. Because when, when your kid is unhappy because they have extra homework to do or the teacher's mad at them or something, I was in, I never understood why dad would get like freaked out at me. Like, you know, just do the fucking work, you fucking moron. <laughs> I was, why are you calling me that, dad? You know, it thickened my skin. Yeah. It toughened me up. But now I see I'm saying that to my kid because I n- understand now finally how dad felt that you love your kids so on, much. I saw on Reddit the other day, someone said, um, you know, Never understood why my dad slept so much on the couch. It was because he was <laughs> fucking exhausted because of me. You know. <laughs> yes, yes. We don't. I de- you, Alex right now is having a little he bit. of He is rep- Mr. Teenage Boy. He's becoming. He's, he's becoming Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a delicious kid. Don't yeah, get me wrong. No, he's no, a no. good he, kid. He's a great kid. But he just went into the sixth grade, and it's not elementary school. Oh my god! And, and they he, don't prepare you for anything. He doesn't. No, like it. As my daughter, me, me no like it. As my daughter used to say, me no like it. Right? No, and <sighs> I feel bad for him, but he's got to do it because this Everyone. is this is this is the real world. Hundred percent. You know, you 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 can't. You know, yeah, you're gonna have teachers you don't like. You're gonna have people that are gonna be in your way, but you have to find a way around it, or else you will never succeed. He has to go through this. So 100%. so when he's sitting in that seat, talking about his life journey, Oak and Cousins podcast. He's talking about his life journey. Right. That's what's going to make him who he is. 
Absolutely. He does. It was a rude awakening because the teachers, like one teacher's particularly really hard on him. And I said, good. Absolutely. I said, she could be a client one day for you, Alex. I said, you're going to tell the client, go fuck yourself. No, you're going to do what you have to do to keep that client, make them happy. Yep. You know, little diversity in your life. You want to cave like a cheap suit. You want to fold like a cheap suit. No, bueno. no, no. And, and, and that was, you know, the lessons he's learning now, he, he, he's being taught in school, but he can't learn, you know, the idea of learning geology and math. It's like, yeah, like, why do I have to learn this? Because you have to learn it. But, well, you have to learn it, but dealing with people. Exactly. You're, you're learning to do that, to do that in mm -hmm. school. And it teaches you later on in life. So let's how to deal with clients. How, how long was that? 45 minutes. No just about. Way. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like five minutes. So with that. We're signing off already. Yeah. We got to leave them wanting for more, huh? That's the whole idea. Yeah. We hope. I, I just, again, I don't want to keep thanking the audience. We have, we have a hundred views on that first podcast. We have That's, 60 something views. And, and then on the third one we have, we're, we're, we're approaching 50. It's which just it's fantastic. Awesome. And you guys are watching it. And that's amazing. And Thank you, everybody. Thank you. And we hope that we can bring value to you guys or give you guys some laughs because I know that we're having fun. And, and likewise, you know, we're, we're accepting to, we don't know everything, obviously. I mean, speak for yourself, bro. We don't know everything. <laughs> and, you know, any ideas you guys want to bring our way, if you guys know something about podcasting that we don't know. If you guys know something about life. Yeah, uh, we are open books and we, 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 we are just saying from our experience, what experiences, what we've had and what made us successful. But the only way we got these experiences was, was by doing. Yeah. Ta was, taking, was, taking action, taking action. And that's, and by doing. that's what I want to leave everyone here today with. If you want to write that book, if you want to start that business, if you want to create that job, if you want to ask that person out, it won't happen by itself. You no. have to take the action to do it. You know, hundred percent. With that, I'm signing Mike, off. I'm Eric. I'm Michael Oaken, and uh, it was great chatting with you guys. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye, bye.